Welcome to the Life Cycle Lady Podcast, a place to be to talk about all that we wonder, whisper, and wish we knew about our bodies, hormones, and life cycle changes. In this space, I offer vulnerability, wisdom, connection, and helpful transformation of mind, body, spirit tools. Please join me as I take the stigma out, stop the whisper, and speak out loud. Welcome, everyone. In today's episode, I am going to break down a common word that I hear from women um, who are struggling hormonally, or maybe not even maybe not even attributing it to a hormonal struggle, um, just to being tired, right? So the word that I'm talking about today is adrenal fatigue. Um, I am going to go into what this actually is, what it isn't why it's not recognized by most allopathic medical professionals, kind of why your adrenals actually aren't fatigued. So maybe we have a name, a name problem here. Um, Along with how, um, kind of my thoughts on how our modern day living is making this such a common experience. And of course, as always, what you can do about it, or at least a few tips. So I know this, topic and conversation and really wanted to do this podcast for a few reasons. One is that I myself have um, have experienced adrenal fatigue over the course of my life um, and have definitely am on the healing path still. I would say I'm not fully healed, but I'd say I'm definitely well on my healing path. Um, and have learned a lot along the way to then offer that to you. Um, I also want to tell people that what you're experiencing maybe not be normal. Maybe something that you're seeing or you're thinking is normal. Um, there might be some reasons behind it. So I think I hear a lot of women say, well, I just don't have the energy like I used to, or I'm not sleeping well anymore, or, um, I wake up and I have to have a cup of coffee. Like, don't don't tell me I can't have coffee, that it's going to support my hormones, right? Because I have to have that cup of coffee in order to function. And probably I'm going to have to have another one at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon too. Um, so I just want to say that I hear a lot of women thinking it's their new normal. And what I would like to get across to all of us, uh, not just women, but when we experience things that are not are new for us or things that don't feel well that that really that there's there's a lot more power and there's a lot more information to be empowered in your own health journey like it's a knock on your door and it's hoping that you're going to listen not just be like oh I guess I can't do any more of that because I'm older because I'm um all the things that we kind of pin it on or we just live around right I live around things a lot, mostly in my house, (laughs) mostly like not fixing things in my house. Like literally right now, I am staring at a list to fix the tub, to fix the blinds, to fix the oven, in fact. Um, So I live around things in my house, but I don't live around things in my own body house, right? That I try to be very empowered on. And um, so I hope that this podcast fills in some blanks, gives you some more information, and maybe even it starts to inspire a little bit of change. So let's dig in. 
um, because there's so much to talk about. Um, and hopefully I'm trying, I'm hoping that this isn't going to be some boring science lesson. Um, and that is, that is always my goal is that this conversation is inspiring to you because the more you can learn about your own health, the more you can learn about what your body is saying to you, the more you can respond. And I use this language even with my children, right? I was just having a conversation with my older teens, um, about, some things they're experiencing in their body and how that it's a conversation their body is trying to have with them. And so they just need to learn that conversation and then they have the choice of how they're going to respond, right? Because teens get very dug in their heels. I'm not doing that, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, what is adrenal fatigue? So your adrenals are two small little glands that live right above your kidneys or sit kind of on top of your kidneys, and they're part of your endocrine system. Your adrenals regulate a lot of your body's functions. They control your stress response, probably that's the biggest one we're going to talk about today, and kind of all the things that go along with your stress response. So your blood pressure, um, heart rate, kind of all those things that go along with that uh, flight or fight mode. They also regulate your blood sugar and your weight and also your immune response. So these two tiny little glands, so tiny in your body, regulate so, they're in charge of so much in your body. They are so, so, so important. Um, they are our flight or fight regulators. So when you're in danger and when you're, like let's talk about when you're in danger. So back in the day, for most of you know human history, when you had that flight or fight response, it was because of, I don't know, maybe there was a bear lurking about. Like there was a real actual thing happening, right? And so, of course, we were given the gift of this flight or fight regulator, the adrenals release hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, amongst others. And it enables your body to go, right? To get up and go and do what it needs to do to keep you safe. Um, now fast forward to now and think about how your body perceives danger is mostly through stress. And not just stress of like, just think about all the ways that you're worried or anxious or all day long, right? All of the thoughts you might have that maybe are negative about your own body or about a situation. Um, and then think about all the events that might happen. Maybe you forget X, Y, or Z for your kid or there's so many things on your plate today. And then think about just like the stress on the body in general, like cold. Cold can be kind of a stress on the body. It's actually, it can be a good stress on the body, but it is a stress. Um, there's lots of different stresses that are on our body. Drinking coffee for many people, not all people, but for many people, that is actually a stress on your body. Um, drinking sugar, yummy sugar. It's also like not, not dogging on the sugar, but it's a stress on our body. So you get, you get the thing, right? There, there's lots of stresses. There's lots of quote-unquote dangers nowadays. So when that happens, you actually get a stress response. You get a boost of energy. Your heart rate gets up. Your uh, your adrenals pump out those um, hormones. So back in the day, we had few of those spurts in small time periods, and if you and then they were like released, and then you like got over the thing, 
right? And if you think about nowadays, how much of your actual day is spent in this response? Probably a lot. Like probably the majority of your day for many of you, if you don't have very good coping mechanisms, if you don't have very good ways of saying no, if you don't have a great time management, if you don't have a great stress response, how to get out of that stress response or even awareness of your stress responses. Um, If you're eating on the go, if you're eating the typical standard American diet, like there's so many things. These are not to blame you if out there listening to this or if you're not in America, I know I have some not American listeners, um, I would say uh, culturally this is pretty much a Western phenomenon and becoming increasingly more so just the way people do things. So these tiny packages of high energy goodness, our adrenals are so very important for our overall health and longevity. So adrenal fatigue is a kind of a newer condition. It was uh, coined in 19, the late 90s by a naturopath uh, called Dr. Wilson. And he assumed that the overstimulation of the adrenal glands, so the constant release of cortisol into the bloodstream, will cause your adrenals to get fatigued, right? Um, most... Western doctors are not going to listen to that. They're going to say, that's not a thing. You can't actually measure that. You can either have like adrenal like disease, and there are adrenal diseases, or you cannot. So there's no real gray in medicine. And especially when you can't diagnose it, like there's no blood test, then there's no disease. Um, medicine always lags behind new conditions, right? So there's so many examples of this, especially in women's health, because in general, throughout history, women's bodies were studied, not studied. And so what we found out was in relation to the study on the men, right? It was just like a comparative study. So an example of this, and I experienced early on in my midwifery career, um, so that would also be kind of the late or early 2000s, right, is fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is a condition, it's an autoimmune condition um, that all people can get, but specifically mostly women get. And a lot of women were going with these complaints and they were getting told that it was all in their head, that they were actually crazy, that they were complaining, that there was nothing wrong with them, kind of like the hysteria that was happening back in the 50s. Right? Um, So that's one of them. That's one of many where doctors, the medicine lags behind the conditions. Now fibromyalgia is actually a diagnosable condition with diagnosable treatments, right? Um, But right, as of right now, adrenal fatigue, if you go to a doctor, that's, they'll say that's not a thing, you know, like, did you Google that? That's actually not a thing. So I'm going to talk more about that in a minute because in a, in a way in a way they're kind of right, right? Because the way we're talking about it maybe isn't actually what's going on. Um, so let's talk about some symptoms before we get too much into that. So symptoms in general are some version of feeling really tired, really overwhelmed, stressed out or burned out, and probably a little anxious. So you can see how doctors would have a hard time with those, right? There's more specific symptoms, but 
in general, I think most people could be like, I've got adrenal fatigue. And probably for most people, you do have adrenal fatigue, some version, right? There's like that scale of like, just like your adrenals are being worked a lot because we live in the society. And then there's like the more severe form, right? And so I can see why doctors might have a little bit of a hard time with that symptomology. It's also symptomology that could really be pinpointed for a lot of other diseases, right? And so people are like, do I have adrenal fatigue or do I have a thyroid issue? Um, do I have adrenal fatigue or do I actually have like an adrenal disease? And so the cool thing is there is um, different tests out there for you to test your thyroid. There is tests out there for you to test your um, like adrenal disease issues. So how would you actually know? Just keep listening and you'll probably be like, yeah, I probably fall somewhere on the line of this or not. Um, so for people with adrenal fatigue typically experience a lot of difficulty getting up in the morning. It's like you could, and that's not because you had three hours of sleep last night. It's because you had seven hours or maybe even eight hours, nine hours, but you still, you, no matter how much sleep you get, you still just feel so tired in the morning. Like you got to drag yourself out of bed and coffee is like your best friend. It is, you do not go through your day without coffee. And again, remember some version of this you might find. Maybe you're not that far gone, but maybe, maybe you do get seven or nine hours of sleep and you do still feel tired and you can get up, but you just feel groggy and like foggy. Like when I get up in the morning nowadays, I feel like getting up in the morning. Like I feel like, okay, sweet, let's start start our day. Because one of the things that happens is in those early hours in the morning, you get a boost of cortisol. Naturally, your circadian rhythm gives you a boost of cortisol. Right? So that's what you want. That's why you can get up in the morning. You'll see more when I talk more in depth that that isn't happening for people that are having more symptomology and more deeper down adrenal fatigue. So high difficulty getting up in the morning. High levels of a fatigue every day, typically between 3 and 4 in the afternoon. Um, again, there is a bit of a circadian rhythm that happens around that time where we all do have a little bit of a lull, but like these people are like falling asleep, have to have another cup of coffee, just feeling so exhausted, like they can't, like that brain fog starts to set, set in. It's really hard. Inability to handle stress. So stress happens to all of us, but that could look like some sensory things for sure. That's how kind of it manifested for me. Um, I once, when I was at kind of the height of discovering what was going on with me, I was at a parade in Maui. We were living in Maui at the time. We had moved there to get less stress <laughs> because of what I didn't realize what I was experiencing to have a different lifestyle. Um, and we went to a parade. It was like a whale, they have a whale parade, an annual whale parade, right? And it was really cute and sweet, but it was also, for me, sensory, so loud, so overwhelming. I literally broke down and had a panic attack in the middle of this parade. And it wasn't a parade like, you know, Macy's Parade with millions of people. This was like a Maui mellow parade. And I left, I walked a block away, and I started bawling and hyperventilating and it was not good. It was an inability to handle stress. And so for many people, adrenal fatigue can show up in sensory overload, which is definitely something that I experienced. I am quite a sensory person in general, but when I was at the height of my adrenal fatigue, it was so overwhelming. 
a craving for salty food. Part of the adrenal gland, um, so there's parts of those little glands, right? I'm not going to go into details, but part of it is responsible for producing something called aldotestosterone. Um, this works with the kidneys, and it regulates like the fluid and mineral excretion. So when your adrenals get overworked, we produce less of that, and we tend to excrete a lot more of those important minerals into your urine. We output it, right? We excrete it. So individuals with depleted endocrine systems um, in general often report that they pee a lot, um, which can be, you know, as you get older, you tend to, your muscle tone gets lagged, so you often also pee a lot more. But it also can be because of depleted adrenals. Um, it means for people with that they kind of suffer that uh, sodium, potassium, magnesium balance. Um, and so it, it, you therefore, like the simple of you then crave sodium, right? That's why you want salty food. So there's kind of an imbalance going on. There's not kind of. There is an imbalance going on inside of your body that's having you crave those salty foods. Um, some people like salty foods, and that's always been your normal. Um, that could be just a taste. It also might be a little bit of an imbalance between those um, sodium, potassium, magnesium levels. Higher energy levels in the evening. So the lower levels of cortisol that you would have if you're experiencing adrenal fatigue can actually wreak havoc with your energy levels all throughout the day. So in a healthy person, cortisol reaches its highest level early in the morning and then kind of gradually declines all throughout the day. Um, some adrenal fatigue people who are experiencing this have spikes in their cortisol in the late afternoon and evening and that actually is making them have insomnia. So the typical progression is to find yourself tired all day. So that, like this is like the, the spectrum of adrenal fatigue would be for to find yourself tired all day and then get a bounce in your energy levels late in the evening. And that part tends to be in the earlier stages of adrenal fatigue when the adrenals are still capable of actually producing that amount of cortisol and adrenaline. Not capable... I don't even know, want to use the word capable. When they're still like, mm, I don't know why I'm struggling with the word capable that just came out, but they are always capable. You just have to shift, right? You just have to shift your, your body, the way you're reacting. You have to recognize the knock on your door, basically. So I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like you're not going to be able to get back there because it, it, you can. I have people do. We just need to recognize that the, that there is somebody knocking at the door. Um, people who suffer from adrenal fatigue definitely overuse stimulants like caffeine. They tend to have a weak immune system, tend to get sick like all the time, and you're not even um, realizing it. Like, why am I getting sick all the time? Maybe it's a bad year, but maybe you're actually having some sort of adrenal issue. Um Sleep problems in the early stage when you're under that significant stress, your adrenaline and cortisol levels are high most of the time. That's actually what happens at the beginning of adrenal, adrenal fatigue. <clears throat> so that interrupts that natural 24-hour cycle of cortisol, which leads you to feeling that really alert in the evening when you're meant to be slowing down. 
So people who have suffered from adrenal fatigue for quite a long time and haven't been listening to the knock on their door, they will actually, your, the adrenals will shift and they'll go in conservation mode where the adre adrenal glands actually will now produce a lower level of cortisol. And so your blood sugar will actually be much lower in the morning because cortisol regulates your blood sugar. And your body realizes it's hungry and probably is going to force you to wake up. And so you're probably going to be kind of like a chronic late night snacker. Um, and probably you're going to stay up a lot later also. So kind of that insomnia, right? Moods, irritability, anxiety, feeling blue. So the hormones regulate our stress response, but they also increase our focus and awareness when we need it. Um, they also... So they also go coincide specifically with women. They coincide with the women's kind of sex hormones. It also is the same for men. So like the progesterone, um, if your body is producing so much cortisol, your progesterone is getting robbed and progesterone is your peace hormone. So more than likely if you're suffering from adrenal fatigue, you're also probably having some pretty good PMS symptoms. Um, and you're also... So your menstrual cycle is probably going to be kind of a bit of a nightmare or a bit different than normal your, for your experience. And you're also going to be feeling a lot more anxiety and irritability. Um, just imagine that. I mean, probably just your life circumstances in general that are putting you in this state, right? If you're in constant stress, that would make me feel pretty irritable and anxious to begin with. Um, but it's just going to exacerbate that. It's just going to create that feedback loop, right? Another thing is weight gain. Weight gain is going to happen right around that middle bit, right around that bit that you don't want it to happen because that's the real bad weight gain. Um, that's the omentum is what it's called right in the middle. And that is uh, really unhealthy specifically for, you know, it stores estrogen, which in that specific position can lead to like cancers and things like that. Also diabetes. So a lot of women are going to doctors and they're having these experiences, but they, if you're staying in them for so long and you're not getting help, it's leading actually to early diabetes. It's leading to all these other things because it's affecting all the things, right? We can't just talk about the adrenals because the adrenals affect all of the things. So if, so if you're not addressing it, um, you're going to find a lot more issues in more places. Brain fog, we've talked about that, and digestive issues, right? If you're in that flight or fight, what happens is it's taking energy and time away from that digestive tract, and so you're going to have a lot more digestive issues. So you can see why it's kind of tricky to diagnose, right? Um, because you might have some of these for, if you have like IBS, maybe it's because you have digestive issues, maybe it's because you have IBS. If you have depression, maybe it's because of a different reason. More often than not, if you're having more than one or two of these, it's probably that knock on the door and it's probably adrenal fatigue. The cool thing about adrenal fatigue is most of the like lifestyle changes are just going to benefit your health in every way, right? And, and if it is adrenal fatigue, which I just really believe that most of us have some form of this, um, because of how we're living, it's just going to help you out. And maybe it'll uncover some other things that you also need to address. Um, my my advice is that if you do some of the things I'm going to tell you today, 
you should see a res- you should see a shift probably within about a, a month. For some of you that are suffering a little bit more, it might take a few months. Um, women are going to the doctors and they're just being dismissed, like I said. And this often happens in perimenopause as well. Like women, women will go in and have some sleep issues and they'll say, oh, you have, you know, here's some sleep meds. Or women will feel more like emotionally, quote unquote, unstable, bluesy or anxious or maybe angry. And they'll say, oh, you need to get on an anti-anxiety or um, depression meds, right? And really what needs to happen is that there's a hormonal shift happening and doctors aren't recognizing that. And so they're not actually treating this, what's going on. They're not treating the hormones. They're not supporting them when that can normally be done pretty easily with a shift in food and extra, um, maybe some supplements and vitamins, um, maybe even some hormones, but in the end, we're putting them on things that are not helping them in any ways. So are your adrenals really being fatigued? Not really. Adrenals don't actually get fatigued. They get overworked and they don't function as well, but they function in a different way and it's like a way to protect your body, right? So Adrenal fatigue, or what some naturopaths are calling an allostatic load, is the wear and tear on your body that happens when you're chronically exposed in an almost constant stream of stress. So your body tries to protect you from that demand. So your adrenals, they're flooding your body with the cortisol, flooding your body with the cortisol and adrenaline and all the things, affecting your blood sugar, affecting all the things we've talked about. And at a certain point, which is different for different people, your adrenals will dial back and produce less cortisol and adrenaline. And that's kind of the quote-unquote fatigue. Or if you're going to call it allostatic load, that's kind of the load. Now you are now overloaded. (laughs) Your body has been in so much stress for so long. It's like, all right, we got to dial this back. We can't do this forever, right? It's your body's response. It's a natural response, in fact. So when your body gets to the point where it produces less, It means you don't fight off diseases as well. It means you don't fight off inflammation as well. It means sleep is harder with lower cortisol. You get no boost in the morning. You don't ever feel rested. So the reality is that your adrenals are not exhausted, that you are. You're exhausted. And your adrenals are responding to that overload of stress that you've been living in. That's so, so, so important. I need you to hear that. It's not that your adrenals are exhausted. It is that you are exhausted. And your adrenals are responding to that overload of stress that you've been living in. This overload, if you're in it long enough, like I said, it can push you into diabetes. It can push you into pretty major women hormonal issues. Um, it can push you into autoimmune diseases. It can push you, it can, make, it can affect your fertility and it can totally affect your sex drive and it can imp- give you depression. It can give you anxiety. So for me, when this was happening to me, I was experiencing also an autoimmune disease, the beginnings of it, alongside of it. And it made me have an honest look at my lifestyle, right? I was a super busy midwife at the time. And I called myself, I know this is going to sound crazy, I called myself a stay-at-home mom. 
because I would, you know, most babies are born at night and then I would be a mom all day and I just wouldn't sleep very much for like a long time. I wanted to be perfect. My mom was an amazing mom. I wanted to be like her. I wanted to do all the things for all the people all the time. Definitely have a bit of a perfectionist. I would call myself a over, uh, recovering perfectionist. I definitely am not a perfectionist now. Maybe I've swung too much the other way, as you might notice in some of these podcasts. They're not edited, right? Um, so it's a pretty common thing. We do all the things all the time. Nowadays, a lot of women work and take care of their kids and are single moms and say yes to all the vans and make the cookies and, 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 and. They do all the things. And we think it's normal. We think it's normal for women to get, and like we praise them for getting up after birth and being somewhere in a week and for losing all the baby weight and for doing this. And like we have this mold that we can't fit in without it taking hold on us. Plus then we have all the input. We have all the input all the time. Even this podcast, it's input, right? I actually struggle sometimes. Like I have this mission and... Am I contributing to the problem by like coming in people's inboxes every week and doing a podcast every week? It's sustainable for me. I've I've created a life where it works for me, right? But am I am I adding to the input? I don't know. That's that's up to you. But like just think about how you don't pause. If you stop at a stop sign, stop at a stoplight with your car, are you do you pause? Do you sit in that moment and take a few breaths? Or do you text someone? Do you look to someone's texting you? Are you listening to podcasts and you don't even realizing you're stopping at a stoplight? Is there any break? So funny. Today, as I'm talking, I'm looking at a thing that says spring break. Um, that keeps happening as I'm talking to you all today. Is there any break in your day? Do you have coping mechanisms for stress? Because stress is going to happen. Are you stress resilient? Have you trained your body to get out of stress and not keep releasing all that stuff? Do you have time to just decompress? Have you set up your lifestyle in a way that makes that impossible? And are you going to have to do some major changes to make it more possible? Or... Can you just tweak a few things until you slowly shift to that place? I don't know the answer of that, for that for you. But I do know that we can't do all the things all the time without having pretty major ramifications. Not just on our body, but our mind and our spirit. It affects all the things. All the time. And most of us are in here. So you can call it adrenal fatigue, you can call it allostatic load, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but in the reality, all the things are working overtime, and you can't do overtime forever without the body starting to break down. And so maybe that's the way you want to live life. Maybe, like, I think some people do want to live life that, like, doing all the time, and everybody has a different um, load, right? So for me, I might have gotten there quicker than somebody else, and sometimes that makes me feel inferior, less valuable. Why can't I just push? They can push. Why can't I just push? Sometimes those thoughts still creep in my head. It doesn't make you more or less valuable if you get all the things done or not. 
So how can you help yourself? You have to limit your exposure to stress. Not just the stress of your life, but all the stress that you might not be seeing. Stress that's coming at you in your makeup, right? If you haven't checked out, I believe I have a podcast on endocrine disruptors. If not, it's a podcast, it's a blog post, one or the other. Maybe it's a blog post, actually. Um, Endocrine disruptors are messing with your bodies. They're super stressful. It's in your makeup. It's in your cleaning products. It's all around you. You have control over that. It's not going green because it's the fashionable thing. It's going green because that's what your body needs. Less stress that you might not be seeing. And then becoming more stress resilient. I have done a a podcast on breath work. Breath work has been incredibly helpful for me to retrain my breath so that when those stressful situations happen and we naturally constrict, we naturally tighten, our breath naturally slows when we're stressed or maybe speeds up for some, um, one or the other, that we can return to a balance, that we can use that to go into our belly and start doing belly breathing and to stop those hormones from being produced. So yes, they come in, they're produced, something stressful is going to happen. Somebody's going to be mean. Sometimes you're going to have too much on your plate. It's going to still happen. How can you therefore become resilient? One of the ways that I find super helpful, like I said, is breath work. There's lots of other ways. For some people, it's dancing. For some people, it's... And that doesn't mean you just dance once a day. It means dance when you're feeling stressful. Be weird. Be out there. But be healthy. Maybe it means writing. For a while, for me, it meant writing, journaling. I took my journal wherever I went. I would just journal to get it out, to draw awareness, to be in my body. If you want more about this, I have a new freebie on my website. It's about getting more into the cycle. Go check that out. It's, about, it's got seven different tips for you. I think it's pretty great. I do them. They are helpful. I help people with them. They find them helpful. Include more detox foods in your life. I'm not going to say to you I'm not a fan of diets, like this diet, that diet, blah, blah, blah. I quite like Ayurvedic. If I was going to say any diet, um, that's the one I focus on. But in general, I feel like at certain times I need certain things. However, we all need more green things in our life. Like that is just should be a thing. We all need more green things in our life. Cilantro, beets, things that are dandelion, things that are really, really good to help your liver. Your liver needs support. Drink more water. Drink more water. Whatever you're doing, drink more water. It will make such a difference. Such a difference. It helps that detox. And not only drink the water, but this one you might get mad at me about. I get mad at me about this. Like, literally, I was struggling with this just this morning. Cut out the coffee. I don't drink coffee because it jolts me. I just drink coffee because I like it. Uh, my husband drinks coffee. It's like a communal thing. But I have cut it out, mostly because it's effect- it, for me, it really affects my um, menstrual cycle. And, like, there's just no way around it. It doesn't do that for everyone, for, but for certain people's blood sugar types, it can really affect your menstrual cycle. I'm actually going to do a podcast on it. Cut out the coffee. Cut out the alcohol and sugar for a while. Stop all overstimulation. 
Yeah. So when you're healing from this, if you're like, yeah, this, I've got this, you got to cut out all of the overstimulation that you're intaking and you have control over for a while. And then the great part is don't focus on what you're releasing. Focus on how much better you're going to feel. Because I promise after you do a little bit of maybe detox, after you're getting off coffee, there might be headaches, there might be all those kind of horrible things. I promise you're going to feel better. Rest more often. Kind of touched on that. Take more breaks. There's so many breaks all throughout your day. Again, go check out that seven-day program, um, seven-day adventure. Sleep and sleep before 10. Go to sleep before 10 p.m. You have to. There's certain hormones that are made around the time of 10 p.m. that do not get made if you are not asleep. They just don't. You miss out. That's it. Then you get in this horrible cycle where you just don't ever get them. And then you become like an insomniac. You gotta go to sleep before 10. Podcast coming on sleep soon. Pause throughout your day. Again, we talked about it. Vitamins. A daily multivitamin with B-complex and magnesium. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. All women, especially women over the age of 35, have got to be taking B-complex vitamins and magnesium. Magnesium is just one of those things we don't get much of from our food. It gets leached out of our dark leafy greens unless you have a lovely garden in your backyard. You can get it from almonds, but you have to be eating like a half a cup a day. Like there's, you're just not getting enough magnesium in your food. Um, I am not a huge supplement fan personally. I am much more on the lines of eat your vitamins, but those are some you just can't. You can't, you have to take a B-complex, B6 in particular. Make sure it's got the six <clears throat> magnesium. Also, a class of herbs called adaptogens are huge with people who are suffering from adrenal fatigue. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, I use the brand from Aviva Rum. I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me. Aviva Rum, if you don't know her, she's a midwife. She's a OBGYN. She is an herbalist. She's amazing. Um, she has her own line of adrenal fatigue and there's different kinds right there's like the kind that helps you um adaptogens for when you're really healing from it and then there's like the kind that just supports you so I take the support now I don't feel like I'm healing I feel like I'm in maintenance mode um I if you don't use Aviva Roms there's tons of adaptogens at your grocery store look for adaptogenic herbs um I will probably do a podcast or a blog at some point on adaptogenic herbs because they're amazing. I even, my kids actually even take, my teens take adaptogenic herbs because they are under a lot of stress in their bodies because their hormones are shifting as well because life has a lot more responsibilities. Um, and yeah, pay attention to your cycles and rhythms and allow them to lead your life. That is a pretty big one. Um, that is little shifts that you put in your day that help you connect to the cycle of you, to your rhythm, the rhythm of you. Also using the seasons, using the moon, using all these things that you might see as woo-woo and airy-fairy. It doesn't matter if you do. It What matters is that they're huge. I mean, they're literally like gifts for you to tune into, to connect with, and to... When you live more cyclically, you don't live like this linear box, right? That go, 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 <coughs> do, do, do all of the time.
you live more in harmony. You just do. It's just, you. if you're a woman listening to this, you are a cyclical being, being, whether or not you're currently in the menstrual cycle part of your life or even have a uterus, it doesn't matter. We are cyclical. So are men, actually. Men's hormones cycle as well. They just do it on a daily basis. We do it on a monthly basis. We need to all, as a human race, live more in align with cycles. That will let us have more pause. Inhale and exhale. Right? So, that got a little preachy at the end. That's kind of, like, that's my passion. Um, that is what, above anything, has helped me out of adrenal fatigue into a life where I was sick this week. And guess what I did? I didn't do anything. I didn't do this podcast. I wanted to. It fought me. Um, I am now on feeling better, but I didn't do anything. And that is not normal. That would not be normal for me at some point. I would just still kind of go. And I would say that most m- people would say that. That we, and even sickness will bring us into that place that where we have to pause, right? I actually was, I don't know how I got sick because I was pausing already. I've been, it's wintertime. I don't do anything in the winter. I think it was just my kids are sick germ carriers, right? And, um... Yeah, I don't I don't actually know why I got sick. Cuz I was doing all the things, but whatever, sometimes you get sick. Um, but I digress. I'm just going to end here. Sorry for all of you that are still listening. If you still listen to this, thank you so much. And I hope you keep listening and drop me a comment below. Let me know what you think. Um, and reach out if you need support. All right, everyone. See you next week. Bye.